0: This, this is CKS Radio. We are one here, <CALP> FM. I, um, you are listening to our movies from the void video, with me, the Christopher Shara- It's good to see in the void again tonight. <laughs> so tonight, I wanted to do another one of those. Musical monster shows, and I was going to center it around Trent Reznor and all the musicians he's brought in to the fold, typically with the Nine Inch Nails. He has some other projects, like um, that one did with his wife, Anatticus. How to Destroy Angels. He had the tapeworm thing they tried to get going. He's worked with Queens of the Stone Age and Pussifer and all sorts of great, great acts. But as I was kind of digging through the Trent Reznor thing, I realized there's something else I kind of wanted to do more. I just really, really want to listen to Nine Inch Nails. So, we're going to do a Nine Inch Nails show tonight. Just straight up Nine Inch Nails. And I very quickly put together a Nine Inch Nails show. But I had just way too much. You know, like I decided do I, do I want to do like an anthology of Nine Inch Nails albums and chunks chronologically or? Do I go by feeling, or do I go by, I don't know, lyrical content? So, I whittled it down to probably about two shows worth of, of, of songs, and right now I have them to divide it as, as kind of mellow, and just kind of angry. So tonight, we're going to go with the ones that are kind of mellow. The softer side of Trent Reznor and Nine Inch Nails. Nine Inch Nails is very special to me. There's not a lot of bands that can exist in a place like Nine Inch Nails does in my heart, you know, and and almost every single song I, I enjoy. I, I've liked every album that's come out. And I just, you know, followed Trent through his entire life. And it just, the quality never dipped. You know, it just kind of got better. And now he's like an Oscar award-winning, you know, score film score guy composer, that's the word so yeah, I'm just going to focus on the lighter side of Nine Chnails tonight so the songs I've picked for the most part are, are earlier Nine Chnails. a lot of the songs tonight are from the 90s, even one of them is from the 80s and Trent kind of existed on his own in a weird place you know, he, he came in while grunge was sort of getting its uptick You know, he dropped their first album the same year Guns N' Roses dropped, Appetite for Destruction. So it's kind of a strange spot. The only stuff before that ever kind of resembled it, I think, would have been things like um, Gary Newman or uh, Throbbing Gristle. Now, I know Gary Newman and Throbbing Gristle aren't anything kind of alike, but if you were to combine those two bands, I think you'd have kind of a Nine Inch Nails sound. And Trent's even worked with members of Throbbing Gristle and Gary Newman on multiple occasions. So the first song I'm going to play tonight is probably the grooviest song, the least mellow song of the night. And it's from a soundtrack that was never released officially on an, on an album. I'm pretty sure if you buy the downward spiral deluxe edition, it comes with this song. It's from the, the movie, the crow, Brandon Lee, if you haven't seen the movie, check it out. And it was Brandon Lee's last movie because he died during the making. So this is Dead Souls by Nine Inch Nails. Next, I'm going to go with a uh, track off of what I consider the Nine Inch Nails' comeback album. And, you know, one thing that's I, I, it's painfully obvious or clear, I should say, to me, and most music fans, I'm sure, is that as bands and musicians age, their output gets more gaps between them. And Nine Inch Nails had their first gap between The Fragile and the album With Teeth and there was moments there where no one was sure if there's ever going to be another Nine Inch Nails album again Trent was kind of staying away from the limelight and any time he was asked about Nine Inch Nails or someone got his attention he just casted shadows of doubt and then in 2005 when I was in college it was the perfect time for Nine Inch Nails to come back They dropped with teeth and it was great. It had the same edge and sort of attitude that we'd all loved about Nine Inch Nails, but there was something else about it. There was levity to it. There was a cleanliness to it. There was more positivity kind of brimming out of it, but still just seeping with animosity and anger. Trent Reznor is the master of writing an angry song that's full of positive messages. Maybe not the master, I think Maynard's even better from Tool. But I'm, and I think Trent is a huge influence on Maynard. Yeah, one of those things. So here we go. Probably the one of the more approachable and mellower songs, like I said earlier, off with teeth. This is right where it belongs.
1: creations of do
0: between The Fragile and With Teeth there was some releases like a remix album and there, and there was the live album and then there was this little special album called Still which had some live stuff on it but most of it was studio takes some of it was reimagining versions of older Nine Inch Nails songs and some of them were just songs that as far as I could tell I think didn't make the cut for the fragile and they weren't cut because of lack of quality They just probably just didn't work with the flow and the fragile is a huge album it's like over two hours long or something so here's the song leaving hope off of the album still next, we're going to go with the song that was one of my early favorites when I was kind of like having my second wave of Nine Inch Nails love. I got in the Nine Inch Nails a little bit at first when I was when I was 10 years old. when The Downward Spiral came out and a neighbor who was a few years older than me had lent me the CD and I was just completely blown away by it. But later on in high school, I was hanging out with my buddy Devin, and he had his bedroom or somewhere, and he had his CDs in a CD rack. And he had The Fragile by Nine Inch Nails. I wanted to, to listen to it, and he wasn't a fan of the album. And I offered to trade him a CD that I had that I wasn't really a fan of for that. And I listened to it, and I fell in love with it. Like, I was completely enamored with it. And Devin and I would hang out and listen to it, and he ended up falling in love with the album. After giving it away, you know, probably just because of the repeated exposure and the giving it a different attention. He was a different place musically than when he declared his dislike for it than he was when he fell in love with it. But I remember we would sometimes go for a drive and park our car somewhere in the middle of nowhere and, and like, just get stoned and listen to Nine Snails. this was the song... Whenever you heard it, you were just like, oh my God. Trent Reznor is the man. So this is The Great Below off the Fragile. this next track we're going to go with a song that's probably the most famous nine inch nails song i would think i'm not really sure um the reason i would say that is because it was a very popular song off of their most influential and groundbreaking record the downward spiral and the song was covered by johnny cash we're talking about the song hurt and hurt is a dark song from a dark period and it's, the subjects are self-harm and, and just complete self-destruction. It was the name of the album. And it's a very touching song. It's the kind of song that only combination of like, you know, like depression and musical talent and, and ignorance, immaturity, could produce something like this. Because it's hard to express yourself like this. But it's powerful, very powerful. So again, this is Hurt off of the Downward Spiral. I
1: hurt myself today To see if I still feel I focus on
0: Now, while we're in the dumps, in the darkness, we're gonna go another one of those sort of self-loathing kind of songs off of the first album. It doesn't have Near the Darkness of Hurt. This song was written while Trent Reznor was still a janitor in the studio where he was making the album. He would trade overtime for studio time. And he made this album by himself. And this is one of the reasons why Trent Reznor is a huge influence on me, because he made all this amazing music by himself. And for the most part, Nine Inch Nails is a solo entity. He doesn't bring in musicians in the studio to to do things he has a hard time doing, you know, because he's not necessarily the most talented musician. You know, he's an, he's a pretty good guitar player. He's an all right drummer. He's a wonderful keyboardist. His sound design and his ability to to run his studio is amazing. He's a band leader like no one else. It sounds like he's a complete asshole to work with and he's very demanding, but if you go see a 9 Inch Nails show live, you'll understand. Because there's just, there's a precision to it. So anyway, back to the 1989, the album is called Pretty Hate Machine, and the song is called Something I Can Never Have.
1: It's all
0: Up next, I want to go with an instrumental, off of The Fragile. Now, I don't normally play two songs off an album in a show, but this is a very long album, and there's a lot of things going on in it. And this song, to me, is the sound I hear in my head when I think of The Fragile. It's probably one of the least celebrated songs in the album. Most people who would be fans of Nine Inch Nails might not even name the song as a song they like on the album, If you played it for them, they'd be like, oh no, of course. Great song. But, regardless. It picks up a little bit too. It's not quite so mellow and dramatic as some of these songs, but it is at the same time. This is La Mer off of The Fragile. In 2013, Nightshades released, probably what's, what's I would consider their the last serious studio album, Hesitation Marks. Now they uh, they released I think, yeah, five albums since then, but this is their last serious studio album and their last serious tour. Last time I saw them was on the Hesitation Marks tour, twice actually. Um, one time on their own at uh, the Air Canada Centre. And it was probably the best concert I've ever seen. I, th- I think it was. It was the best Nine Inch Nails show I've seen. And it was just uh, it was life-altering. It seemed like it was just amazing. And I saw him again at the Molson Amphitheater. And I know the previous place I mentioned is called the Scotiabank Center or something nowadays, and the amphitheater is called the Budweiser Stage or something nowadays. Back then, it was the amphitheatre, and Soundgarden was opening for them. And that was the last time Soundgarden ever played Toronto. That was quite the show. Historic, even. I think I read somewhere that that was considered one of the greatest concerts at that venue, if not the greatest. And it was. It was amazing. So, I'm going to play a track off the album called Find My Way. But this is the one off the deluxe version which has been remixed by Winotrix Point Never. that time again and this void that is Trent Reznor one of the darkest voids in music to me there's like two musicians that stand out when I think of darkness and it's Trent Reznor and Stephen Wilson and again they they exude light but they just sort of have this dark edge to them and they love dissonant sounds and angular movements and I love the the sonic mess arounds. And I'm sure if, if you listen to Death By Design, you know, I'm a fan of Steve Wilson and Trent Reznor just by hearing the tapestry and fabric that makes me up. And I do my own thing as well. So this last track is a warm place, which is my go-to whenever I think about nine snails and I think about a nice warm feeling. So enjoy love from the void. See you next week.